Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and this is the second of a five-part series discussing non-traditional yet must-see destinations in each of the 50 states in the U.S. This episode will focus on states 11 through 20 alphabetically. Let's go ahead and get things started. Let's start with Hawaii. The location that I recommend in Hawaii you check out, which, of course, there are so many beautiful places to go, but something that's kind of off the beaten path and maybe isn't on most tourist guides is something called Chain of Craters Road. Now, this road was originally built in 1928 and basically is an 18 and a half or almost 19 mile road. There is no food or water or fuel available along this road, and the only facilities available are at the end of the road, and they're what I would call basic rudimentary facilities. Um, this road, again, built originally in 1928, has since changed over the years. Well, why has it changed? Because volcanoes keep erupting and keep covering things in lava. Now, the benefit of something like that, of course, is that you get to see geology and you get to see Mother Nature at its finest. So if you're going to go to Hawaii, I recommend checking out the Chain of Craters Road. Sticking with craters, let's move to Idaho, where I recommend checking out something called Craters of the Moon National Park. It's kind of a cool place that was first introduced to me by a YouTube channel called Expedition Overland. They went, they visited this park. It was a little too touristy for them. Obviously, you could tell by the name. They like to go out and explore where maybe people aren't. But the neat thing is, it was ancient volcanic eruptions and ash and everything that kind of got put into one spot. And as it eroded, it created these beautiful sand dunes that you can actually drive your vehicle on if you're so adventurous. But you can go and you can check this place out. It's called Craters of the Moon National Park, and you can go and check it out in Idaho. All right, getting a little dark, let's move to Illinois, where you can visit a museum, which doesn't sound that dark until you understand that it's the Museum of Torture Devices. Yes, that's right. In Illinois, you can go to the Museum of Torture Devices and read directly from their website. You can go and discover the darker chapters of mankind's use of torture from the ancient Roman crucifixion to the Spanish Inquisition and beyond. Get acquainted with the most infamous tools of torture, including thumbscrews, the rack, the ducking stool, and the much-dreaded Chinese death cage. Exhibits include torture devices, graphic images, and detailed descriptions. So maybe not a place for the whole family, but if you're into that kind of dark stuff, I recommend checking out the Museum of Torture Devices in Illinois. Moving on to Indiana. Indiana is kind of an interesting state. There's a lot going on there, and yet not. I recommend, if you're going to go to Indiana, check out a place called the Wilston Wildlife Park or the Wilston Branch, depending on where you are. Basically, this is a private facility that has grown over the years where you can go and you can see different types of animals that you wouldn't see normally in North America to include something like giraffes or lions and things like that. 
you can stay there. They have lodging, they have a shop, they have a drive through safari, they have a light show. They also offer things like horseback riding and zip lining. So this truly is a place for the entire family where you can go and experience something that you're not likely to experience unless you leave the North American continent. So if you're going to go to Indiana, check out the Wilston Wildlife Park. Moving on to Iowa. The one thing we had in common was that she was from Iowa, and I had once heard of Iowa. A quote from a wonderful movie, a very classic movie, and you guessed it, my recommendation if you go to Iowa is to go to the Field of Dreams. The best thing about the Field of Dreams is you're welcome to walk around the field and hang out for as long as you like, year-round, rain or shine. There is no admission cost and has been free ever since the first visitors went in 1989. However, they are currently taking donations to continue to preserve this magical baseball field. All donations are greatly accepted and they work to meet the demands of the increased tourists and future expansion. So what does it offer? Well, you can check out the house, the home tours. There is a concession stand. Of course, it's a baseball field. You can buy things from the store. You can even rent the house and stay in the house. Prices, of course, vary depending on the time of year. There is an event center. So if you are so inclined to, let's say, get married, you can do that at the Field of Dreams location. And you can also rent the field itself. So if you've ever dreamed of playing on that baseball diamond, you can do that. Check this place out if you go to Iowa, you need to go to the Field of Dreams. Kansas. Now you might be thinking, oh gosh, Kansas. That one must have been tough. Believe it or not, Kansas was actually one of the easiest states for me to figure out what I would want to feature in something like this. Let me explain why. If you go to Kansas, I strongly recommend that you go to a place called Lebanon, Kansas. Yes, Lebanon, Kansas. Not really well known, but there is a cool thing. If you go to latitude 39 degrees 50 minutes and longitude 98 degrees 35 minutes, you will be standing in the geographic center of the lower 48 states. Yes, the geographic center of the United States, the, con the continental U.S., right, to disclude Alaska and Hawaii, is in Lebanon, Kansas. And there are a lot of things that you can actually go check out. If you're a religious person, you can go and pray in the chapel that they have built there. If you just like taking pictures of monuments, they have those. They have plaques. They have all kinds of things. So if you go to Kansas or if you're driving through Kansas, consider stopping at 39 degrees 50 minutes latitude and 98 degrees 35 minutes longitude. And check out the geographical center of the U.S. in Lebanon, Kansas. Next up on the list is Kentucky. Now, you might be thinking, oh, Kentucky, he's going to talk about Hatfields and McCoys. He's going to talk about bourbon. He's going to talk about... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to recommend you go to a place called Cave City out in Kentucky. The reason why is because there is so much to do. All of those things that I rattled off that you were probably thinking, they exist and they're wonderful. The cool thing about Cave City is you're not that far from basically all of that. You can do things like zip lines. You can go and explore archery and shooting. You could do other things like Big Mike's Mystery House. Or if you're really interested, you can check out a place that is unlike anything else. And that is 
dinosaur world. Yes, you can drive your car through and on the sides of the road, you will see these dinosaurs. You talk about fun for the whole family, that is the place to go. So if you're going to go to Kentucky, check out Cave City, stay for a few days, a few nights, and go and explore all the things that are around you to do. And that's just what is above ground. It is called Cave City for a reason, so go check it out. If you're going to go to Kentucky, Cave City is the place to go. All right, moving down to the bayou, Louisiana. If you're going to go to Louisiana, check out a place called Plaqueming Lock State Historic Site. It is really interesting. In my research for this, this is definitely on my go-to list. Let me read directly from their website. As a distributary of the Mississippi River and a route to the heartland of Louisiana through the Atchafalaya Basin, Bayou Plaqueming was used as a navigable artery centuries before the age of European exploration. From the early 1700s, Bayou Plaqueming served as a commercial transport route, promoting settlement and economic prosperity in southwest and northern Louisiana via the Atchafalaya, Red, and other rivers. So if you're going to go, check this place out. It's really neat. There are obviously buildings there. There's a lock system that you can check out. Obviously, if you don't know what a lock system is, they'll educate you on that as well. If you're going to go to Louisiana, go to Plaqueming, Louisiana, and check out the Lock State Historic Site. All right, getting down to the last two in this episode, Maine. Maine is a huge state, massive, but most of the population lives in the southeastern part. So what could I possibly have in Maine for you? Well, of course, you could go have some great lobster, but I recommend checking out Mount Katahdin. Why? Well, it's 5,260 feet above sea level, so just about a mile up, right? But it's also the termination point, the northernmost termination point for the Appalachian Trail. So if you've got a family and you want to check out where people come every year, millions of people come to the Appalachian Trail to challenge themselves uh, physically, mentally, etc. Check out Mount Katahdin, go visit the northern termination point of the Appalachian Trail, and maybe even consider hiking some of that Appalachian Trail. If you're going to go to Maine, Mount Katahdin at the end of the AT. Which brings us to our last state in this episode, Maryland. Maryland is a bit of a unique state. Is it a southern state? Is it an east coast state? Is it a northeast state? The people who live there don't necessarily know either. So it's cool. If you go to Maryland, though, I recommend checking out a very Maryland-style attraction, and that is the Boonesboro Museum. Often called, and I'm going to read directly from their website, often called a miniature Smithsonian, this museum houses a vast and unique collection of historical objects of local and national importance, from ancient Egyptian artifacts to objects found on the local Civil War battlefields, there is something for everyone at the Boonesboro Museum of History. It's really eclectic. It's obviously got stuff from all over the world, from all different time periods. And what's really interesting is it was one guy who just liked to collect that stuff, which is, I guess, how most museums start. One dude who just liked to collect things and had enough money to bring all this stuff over and he opened it up to the public. So it's a private museum that is really neat. If you're going to go to Maryland, yes, of course, go to Baltimore, check out everything that's there, but then maybe consider going to the Boonesboro Museum. Well, that about wraps up this episode, but I would encourage you 
to do your own continued research and education to find additional interesting destinations to explore in your own and other states. If you feel I may have missed your favorite destination in any of the states that I covered today, feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O.com. And let me know. I'll make sure to link to the things that I discussed in this episode in the show notes. Tomorrow, I will be discussing states 21 through 30 alphabetically. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. 